0: Welcome back to the Iron Dread Podcast. This one is episode number 57. This one is an update on our Iron Dread program. Everything we got going on, we got a lot of stuff spinning here powerlifting. right kids are getting in here and training i'm gonna share some uh, stuff about that that we got going on talk about a little bit about our training sessions then we're gonna jump into some cool stuff that i'm into lately so some purchases and some training things uh that i've been into here with both myself and my own training and with uh, our student athletes, and then we're gonna cap off episode 57 with my top five audiobooks. I'm a big user of audiobooks, I prefer that format. Uh, when I'm busy, moving all around, can really consume some books in a user friendly format through audiobooks. Uh, I'm a big audible user, and we'll, we'll talk about my top five audio books at the tail end of the show so a lot of fun stuff going today but before we get to this week's episode i would like to thank everyone that supports this show all, all of you listening to the show right now thank you for tuning your podcast dial if you will to the iron dread podcast we appreciate you listening uh, and supporting the show if you do not follow the show already uh, or subscribe to the show already please subscribe uh, on your favorite podcast platform if you're listening on our host platform Anchor, that's great as well uh, but you can find Apple, uh, find Iron, the Iron Dread podcast on Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts, Spotify any basically any app or platform that you use to listen to music or other podcasts you can find us here uh, on the Iron Thread podcast. Also like to thank all our international listeners coming in from all around the world, Ireland, India, Russia, Germany, Canada, the United Kingdom. Australia, Taiwan, the Faroe Islands, the Czech Republic. Thank you all for tuning in to the Iron Dread Podcast. I appreciate you. Also, don't forget to give us a follow on social media. The show handle is at Iron Dread Pod. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Find us there. Keep up with us on social media. Uh, and get updates from the show as we go from week to week. Let's sit right in. Let's get to that intro music. Uh, To kind of work off of, and that's been something that we've done more recently, and it's really helped our kids to understand intensity. One of the biggest things I think we could do as strength coaches is to get kids to understand the intensity at which they need to train. I believe RPE is a great scale for that now there's a lot of people when you can when you can squat 315 for a max single you might you might barely be able to do 135 with hanging plates because those plates are gonna move all around so it takes the weight off of the athlete. It forces them to stabilize through the entire movement. The sled drag stuff, we, we do challenges that we throw at them for, for sled drags. Uh, kettlebell swings. Uh, we can do sled drags for recovery. Uh, sled drags to condition, sled drags for strength. A lot of different things. Um, I had a couple kids recently and, stole this one this is a good gem out there for you strength coaches with chains um, have kids that have lower body injuries doing traditional conditioning methods where they're on their feet and dragging a sled or swinging a kettlebell or you know, running or anything like that it's not going to happen for them so we'll do some upper body things have them sit down on a box or a bench and <laughs> do battle rope exercises with chains, you know, waving, waving the, the chains in an up and down fashion for 30 seconds, have them rest for a minute and then go again for five to 10 minutes. I'm going to tell you, uh, try it. They'd be smoked.
1: Hey, this is Rob Dubay, social science teacher at Dexter High School.
0: You are listening to the Iron Dread Podcast. Ah, yes, here we go. Episode 57. So kicking things off here, uh, let's let's update all of you here on the Iron Dread program, what we got going on. Uh, like I said, yours truly has been uh, all over the place here. Uh, we had the last two weeks, we've had our power lifters going uh, and competing in exhibition meets. We had two meets that we went to, um, both hosted by former guests of the show, Chris Gillum and another former guest of the show, Mr. Jason Skeels of Adrian High School Powerlifting, uh, they hosted two exhibition meets at their place the last two weeks. Uh, we took our varsity kids down two weeks ago, the same week of Episode 56 with Chris Gillum, um, and last week we took our JV kids down. Each um, night we had about you know nine or ten kids that competed and. Out here and what we're doing, if you're kind of wondering, if you're outside the area and you're wondering how does powerlifting work in a COVID-19 world, uh, I thought Chris and Jay and, and all, everybody at Adrian did a great job setting it up. They set up uh, multiple platforms in their gym and had each school compete at their own platform. That way there was no uh, mixing of individuals um, competing. Uh, Also, because it was an exhibition meet, there was no team scoring. So our kids went down there to get the experience of a meet, and it did a a fine job of that. Uh, We were able to kind of slow things down, teach the uh, young people about powerlifting, about the rules that uh, they need to follow when executing successful lifts, and... You know, they got a chance to, uh, to go for some from personal best and put some records up on our record board. We, had, uh, we have a record board in our weight room. The only record board that we keep in our weight room is for powerlifting um, totals and lifts. And, uh, you yeah, know, the kids uh, got to break some records and, and set some up there. Uh, and it's fun. The kids are motivated by that. They like seeing their name. I even let them climb up and write their own name uh, on, the, on the record board. And it's, uh, it's just as simple as an old whiteboard that was laying around. And we put some tape on it to make grids. And we got our weight classes for our boys across the top, and our weight classes for the girls about halfway down. And the kid gets to put their first initial and last name in a box and whatever they uh, did for their squat, their bench, or their deadlift. And then, of course, the total as well. So we had some records go down as time goes on. Those records are going to going to only uh, get better. Uh, we've been keeping track uh, of Iron Dread powerlifting records for the last three years, so we hope to, you know, keep building on that. But that's something fun. Um, you know, kids really uh, did enjoy that, and hope to get some of those kids uh, on the show here uh, in the coming weeks to kind of talk about powerlifting. Because I believe if you're a high school coach listening to this and you're looking for something that is, and I've said it on episodes in the past, if you're looking for something that is a great second sport for your kids and not just your football players, guys, um, it's a great second sport for your kids to get into to give them motivation to train. And if you train in a conjugate system like we do, uh, the training really doesn't uh, variate that much. I mean, to be honest with you, my my powerlifters, they train exactly the same uh, as all of our other kids. With the exception of from time to time, we throw them a little more straight bar work for specificity. That's it. Um, other than that, you know, they're, they're training just the way we train all our other athletes. So it's uh, part of the expectation of that is they train four days. Where some of our other athletes, such as you know our, our distance runners, uh, we may only see them tw- two or three times a week. Powerlifters are required to train a minimum of four days a week uh, to run the entire um, microcycle, if you will, of the maximal effort days and the dynamic effort days each week. Um, but other than that, it's, guys, it's kind of a, a, a win-win for you. Your kids come in, they train, they get to compete, and it's a lot of fun. This year, with, with the coronavirus issues going on and we can't really have as many meets, you know, we, we had to get creative. And, you know, Adrian did this, those inter-squad meets that we just talked about. And, or, I'm sorry, Adrian did those exhibition meets that we just talked about, and they were fun. They were enjoyable. There were some kids, you know, all kids with smiles on their faces after they left. Um, And I think they all enjoyed it. With us, uh, we have uh, one young lady going to the Michigan High School Powerlifting Association state meet coming up here uh, in a few weeks. Uh, Miss Hannah will be uh, going and competing there at the state meet. Uh, But because of the way they structured things, and we talked about it a little bit with Chris Gillum, uh, because of the way the Michigan High School Powerlifting Association structured the state meet this year, and they were really in a bind of how to do it uh, with only competitors being allowed in that competed last year or qualified last year at the state meet with the exception of a few wild card entries. Um, That kind of left us um, in a tough spot where – Last year, we carried about 48 kids on our powerlifting team, you know, boys and girls, 48 in total. Um, So I was thinking, like, well, we got to do something to get these kids a powerlifting meet. It's, uh, you know, I don't want to have a season go by where kids don't compete and don't get an opportunity to do it. And then maybe for some reason they find something else. So that led us to create the Iron Dread Powerlifting Showcase, which we have coming up on March 20th. If you're listening to this show and you're from outside the area, that event will be live streamed. Uh, take a look at our social medias in the next uh, few weeks, and we will share out the link. You can watch the Iron Dread Powerlifting Showcase uh, on our live stream um it, all you'll need is no subscription necessary uh, i will share a link and you simply uh, go to that link and you can watch the live stream uh, there uh, on saturday march 20th right now it's scheduled to start at 9 a.m in the morning and we're still piecing some stuff together but the hope for that inner squad meet even though it's just our athletes is to allow them the opportunity again, to go and compete. Um, we're hosting it on the stage in our center for performing arts, our CPA here at Dexter high school. So we're on the stage. Uh, we've got a lot of things coming together as far as, you know, looking at competing for best male and best female lifter, um, getting uh, our live stream, crew together to have our announcers right now we have uh coach rob dubay is uh slotted to be the official voice of iron dread Powerlifting on that day so when you're watching the live stream you uh you get a chance to hear coach dubay and uh, i believe our color commentator is going to be mr zach bagby iron dread uh podcast uh former guest Uh, Iron Dread Powerlifting alumni, one of the founding members of Iron Dread Powerlifting, is going to be on there providing the color uh, for the uh, event. Should be a lot of fun. Um, Hoping to make it a big deal for our kids. Going to run one platform on two flights for our approximately 30 kids that will compete that day. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, we really love the support of the podcast listeners uh, to you know, check out the, the live stream and, and cheer on our kids. Um, we're also looking and soliciting sponsors uh, for that event. So if you are interested, if you have a local business uh, that is interested in sponsoring or even uh, on local business or uh, out of town business, I should say, that's interested in sponsoring this event, uh, reach out to me uh, at iron dread on uh, iron dread pod uh, or uh, contact me uh, through any of our other means social media Whitaker at DexterSchools.com or org and uh, we'll get you uh, set up I uh, got a couple different sponsorship levels and what we hope to do is to get enough sponsors to cover the cost of some uh, t-shirts for the event to give to our volunteers that'll be volunteering their time that day uh, and getting, uh, you know, hopefully our student-athletes, if we raise enough money uh, through these sponsorships, we'll, we'll purchase T-shirts for our student-athletes as well to remember this event. So, again, if you're interested in having your business be involved uh, in sponsoring that event, contact me at IronDreadPod on social media or WhitakerC at DexterSchools.org uh, is my email. And I'll get you more information on that so uh, let's jump into a little bit about our our training sessions so uh, right now uh, we're still running um, limited capacity split up sessions for our student-athletes and one of the questions you know that a lot of people have is you know all right well how do you, how do we run it and folks i'm going to tell you um we you know i learn uh coach phil jacobs uh, we learn every day um kind of what we think is the best way to attack uh, these training sessions. Um, So right now, kind of what our training sessions look like. Our kids sign up for a spot using uh, the free version of Sign Up Genius. So if you're looking for a way to kind of control your numbers in the weight room, if you're in a situation where you need to do that for your state guidelines, et cetera, Sign Up Genius has worked great for us. It's a simple, free service. Where I put out the link, kids sign up for a you know limited number of spots, and you know then they come in and train. Uh, we have our weight room split. I've talked about that in the past. With half our racks in the weight room, half the racks just outside the weight room on our little indoor track facility, and you know we run those things uh, off whiteboards. I have a whiteboard on wheels now that's out on the track. For all the upper body stuff, all the upper body uh, training days are done on on those racks outside of the weight room, and the lower body ones are done inside. As far as uh, tracking who's there uh, and whatnot, we put QR codes on our racks. Kid comes in. They know that they are going to be working dynamic lower today, so they are inside the weight room. They get assigned a rack number. And after we do their temperature check, they go and they sign in on their rack using the QR code and their cell phone. They fill out our COVID questionnaire and, uh, and put their rack number in. And that's been really helpful uh, to track. And we also have the option for them to select whatever sport they're involved in. So if they are involved in you know, multiple sports the information can be shared out to our coaches Uh, so our coaches our sport coaches know what kids are coming in and you know what kids are not uh, coming in to train so they get signed in they're all good to go then they get into their warm-ups their warm-ups we do a winning style warm-up three exercises usually sets of 25 you know three to four sets of 25 Sometimes we change that up a little bit to less sets or drop the number of reps down and do tempo work. And we're going to talk more about uh, tempo training and our cool stuff that I'm into segment coming up. Uh, but our kids, you know, they get set up. They learn the, the warm-up movements. are very simple things. Uh, we keep our intensity relatively low. We start t- teaching our kids about RPE, rate of perceived exertion. You know, we give them a different scale uh, to kind of work off of, and that's been something that we've done more recently, and it's really helped our kids to understand intensity. One of the biggest things I think we could do as strength coaches is to get kids to understand the intensity at which they need to train. I believe RPE is a great scale for that. Now, there's a lot of people that might argue that and say, a kid doesn't know what a... RPE 8 or RPE 9 is. And to that I would say, yeah, you're probably right in the intended purpose of RPE when it was made, right? They might not have a full understanding of what a true 8 or 9 is or a 10 is on the RPE scale. But uh, hey, as long as you can get them to understand that some stuff needs to be really freaking hard, And other stuff that needs to be a little bit less intense, we're winning. (laughs) The difference between an RPE 4 and a 5 might not be much for some kids. The difference between an 8 and a 9 might not be too much for some kids. But folks, I think we're winning by being able to get them to understand what needs to be super intense and what needs to be a little bit more uh, backed off that was an issue we used to have all the time before we started talking about rpe was kids would take accessory work and we need it to be intense uh, you know rpe eight or nine and they're going through it on um, a four or five scale way way less intense like that's not what we need so it's been very helpful using the the rpe to get, get kids going um, from there, after they run through their warm-up, and our warm-ups are done in circuits, so kids, they set up their three exercises, and they move uh, around in a circuit. That takes them about 10 minutes, uh, t- maybe 12 minutes once they get everything set up. If they're moving correctly, then they get into their main lift, their maximal effort work, or their dynamic effort work. Well, we're blessed to you know, have access now to specialty bars, so we, we tend to mix up our, our bars quite a bit um this week our kids are using the uh rackable cambered bar for uh max effort lower right and they're working up we're max of rackable cambered bar and chains you know they're working up and they're doing five to six sets uh of singles you know building up to that intense you know eight and a half or nine rpe for that last single still looking good right technique not breaking um just a heavy intense set and then we're doing some drop back stuff where they're you know taking it down to about you know 50 or 60 percent and running some you know slower tempo work and again we're going to talk about uh tempo training some more here in a few minutes then they move into their accessories, and their accessories are one to two movements done really intense in a circuit fashion. If there's more than one movement, they get after it. They hit them hard in accessories, and then they move on. So things that are going to attack our weak points, um, you know, within accessory work, attacking the upper body weak points, attacking the triceps, attacking the upper back, attacking the lats. right? things that um, need. Uh, to be brought up in order for their overall strength to go up also you know we'll we'll mix our abdominal training right the big big buzzword is core and I love how Nate Harvey uh you know shout out to Nate talks about the uh the you know the the, the core warriors right that's a word that gets thrown around so much I'm, I'm going to tell you guys like we're, we're training right there, midsection 360 degrees. It's not just, you know, we'll lay down and do ab work. You know, I'm putting air quotes up as I say that, you know, doing ab work for, you know, 30 minutes. That's not what we do. Um, the core, the abdominals are stabilizers for us. We do movements that require the engagement of those within our main lifts. Uh, we add some extra AB work in to help build that ability to stabilize and bring up uh, our, our lifts and increase our overall force production through both the maximal effort method and the dynamic effort method. But we also we throw those things in there on uh, with our accessories. Right? We're big on plank holds and um, side bends, do a lot of band. Curls, which is something that, um, you know, if you have access to bands, just choking a band around the top of the rack uh, and doing a standing crunch or a kneeling crunch. Those are some things that we're doing with the kids right now, and you know, they're they're fast, they're efficient, and uh, moves the kids through. And then any time left after that goes into extra work time so this is where kids can start to drag sleds do some conditioning circuits uh extra work circuits to build up those weak points some more um if they're going to do some extra work circuits usually the intensity is brought down to you know the same as a warm-up of a four or five um to just get extra volume in those weak areas the um sled drag stuff we we do challenges that we throw at them for for sled drags uh kettlebell swings um you know we could do sled drags for recovery uh sled drags to condition sled drags for strength a lot of different things um had a couple kids recently and stole this one this is a good gem out there for you strength coaches with chains um have kids that have lower body injuries um Got a, a, a girl that recently had knee surgery. Another young lady yesterday afternoon that's, you know, walking boot from shin splints, you know, bad uh, stress fractures in the lower leg. Um, a couple others that, you know, doing traditional conditioning methods where they're on their feet and dragging a sled or swinging a kettlebell or, you know, running or anything like that, it's not going to happen for them. So we'll do some upper body things have them sit down on a box or a bench and <laughs> do battle rope exercises with chains you know waving waving the the chains in an up down fashion for 30 seconds have them rest for a minute and then go again for five to ten minutes i'm gonna tell you uh, try it to be smoked we also can, you know, can do ropes and, and things like that and mixing up your things for GPP, your, your conditioning stuff. If, if these kids have a good base of conditioning, then they can recover, right? And we're seeing that more and more with our kids by implementing these sorts of things at the end of workouts. They're able to recover. They're, because of that, their uh, technique is holding up more on max effort days, and they're able to strain more and go up. Their technique on dynamic days is there. They're able to recover in between those you know, very short rest periods on dynamic days. And it makes, it, uh, it makes the training all go better when we have a good, solid base underneath us. Our extra work time is also when we will imp- implement some um, more recovery stuff. We're big on body tempering. And if we go back to our episode with Autumn uh, Swavely from down in Florida, you know she's a, a, a big body tempering person. I got to get Rob Hesselton from uh, Big Has Strength. Shout out to Big Has Strength on uh, on the show. He made our body tempering rollers, um, and uh, they're you know, a nice custom custom made cylinders that weigh 120 and 80 pounds. And we also got a little guy from Rob that weighs uh, about 40 pounds and body tempering is you know I use the analogy with a kid uh, if you want to cut down a tree you could use a butter knife or you could use a chainsaw these body tempering rollers are a chainsaw to cut down that tree it's fast it's efficient it gets the job done in a short amount of time Uh, a traditional foam roller uh, does not uh do the job in my opinion as well as body tempering and we're we're getting by we body temper uh, our entire posterior chain from our calves and achilles tendons all the way up you know to our backs uh, body tempering quads triceps anywhere uh, that we can kind of get those rollers into and you know diffuse some tissue it's great uh, high high quality stuff and i hope to have uh, get big hess rob Heselton on the on the show soon to talk about how he got into body tempering and maybe even super d himself donnie thompson uh donnie thompson invented body tempering and if you go back again and listen to the episode with autumn swavely she talks all about body tempering uh in that episode So, folks, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors, and we're going to be back with cool stuff that I'm into lately. Sit right in.
1: Hi, this is Chris Gillum, head football coach and powerlifting coach at Adrian High School, and you're listening to the Iron Dread Podcast.
0: All right, we're back. Cool stuff I'm into lately. Uh, I wrote down here four things uh, that I'm into lately, things that we've been using uh, or doing here that you know, have really sh- struck my interest. Um, the first thing that I got for you, we talked about body tempering in the last segment um, and it's something that, again, we literally use body tempering every day uh with our kids and it is extremely helpful uh for the for the kids to diffuse the tissue to feel better um and i mentioned big hess rob Hesselton. uh he makes custom body tempering cylinders uh check him out at big hess dot uh, big strength.com i believe is his website um you can check them out. You can order some custom-made custom body-tempering cylinders. If you are someone that, or you're a program that's looking to save a little bit of money and still get your hands on some body-tempering cylinders, I recommend a recent purchase that I made for my home gym, and that is the Rogue DT Rollers. These uh, body-tempering rollers come from Rogue Fitness out of Columbus, Ohio. And they partnered up. With super D Donnie Thompson the creator of body tempering to make these rollers now um, They are a little bit cheaper than the custom-made ones Um, they're uniform um, In their size shape and color Uh, Big Hess can make you anything that you want Uh, As far as customizations painting etc. These ones are you know lack that but they are about um you know the uh, the the half the the prices point is probably you know add in shipping it's probably about twenty five to fifty percent less uh to get these uh rogue makes them in three different sizes a fifty pound a eighty pound and a hundred and ten pound cylinder. They are uh tapered in the middle, which is nice. Uh, for rolling, when the cylinder comes down to a taper, uh, helps to kind of keep the pressure on the muscle when you're rolling. They're also ridged along the entire thing, which helps you to hang on to them and have deep ends in them. I'm really happy with these, with this purchase. Um, over the quarantine time, I had our uh, custom-made rollers from Big Hess home in my, stre- my Sanctorium of Strength, my gym, home gym. And using them with my training partners. Uh, But once school kicked back up, obviously those things needed to come back here for our kids to use. So I really missed having access to the uh, body tempering cylinders at all times. So uh, I invested in a 110-pound roller and an 80-pound roller. And so far, so good. Really, really happy with them. Um, Getting to use them and... And roll those out. So again, you could check those out from Rogue. Uh the only the only two body tempering uh places endorsed by the Iron Dread podcast and the Iron Dread program are Rogue Fitness and Big Hash Strength. There are a few other ones out there that you might find if you look far enough. Um but these two are the ones that I've had access to and I've used and I like them both very much. Um, if you're also interested in body tempering i got another uh another little way to uh body temper without rollers um you can uh hit me up at iron dread pod uh if you want to hear more about that so the second thing that I'm into lately is the and now Titan fitness is a company uh that sells very deeply uh discounted and you know and downright cheap fitness products. Um a lot of times with Titan uh they are copies of other uh companies work. Um and uh you know they sell at a pretty cheap price. The quality at times is usually a little bit less than say something that you would buy from an elite FTS uh or Rogue or someplace like that. But I'm going to tell you one thing that we purchased for our student athletes in a weight room uh, from Titan because they did not sell it uh, at Elite FTS, our primary vendor that we use. Much like the rollers, Elite FTS uh, right now does not sell uh, any sort of body tempering roller. Elite FTS does not currently sell any sort of buffalo bar or bow bar. Uh, to my knowledge, unless they've recently got one in, so we went with the Titan Yukon Bar. Right? We referred to it in our program as the Buffalo Bar, as kind of a testament to you know Nate Harvey and Conjugate U and the University of Buffalo. Uh, we refer to refer to it as the Buffalo Bar, and I'm going to tell you guys this bar is the um, most inexpensive of the four specialty bars that we have in the Iron Dread program and um, it it is very user-friendly it provides a I don't want to say comfortable setting Um, the bow of the bar the bend of the bar allows you to have your hands a little bit lower than your shoulders which is really nice to help teach kids how to lock in their upper back also, uh, because of the length of it, it kind of displaces the weight out a little bit further and causes a unstable environment. And we're going to talk a little bit about you know chaotic training or un- unstable training here in a minute. Um, but I've also noticed, even though it's a 55-pound bar, it's more forgiving to the kids. If I put 55 pounds on a straight bar and have some of our you know, smaller and newer lifters, newer athletes that train in the program, uh, try and, and squat that weight, uh, they struggle with it. But this Yukon bar is very forgiving to them. They, they can kind of handle, handle it even though it's a little bit heavier. And if they don't lock in tight, they feel that wiggle, which kind of gives them that that stimulus. That if I'm not locking my upper back in and really pulling this bar down, you know, that bar is going to move. So it, it's very useful uh, for helping to teach kids how to squat and just having a good variant. Um, our power lifters this week, uh, they're running Donnie Thompson's uh, squat cycle going into our meet. Um, and they they use the buffalo bar and chains for a free squat. Um, and we had some... Some fun, fun times on Monday with our, our, uh, you know, half of our powerlifting group, really getting after, getting after that, and uh, and having some fun with a buffalo bar and chain set up for three rep maxes, you know, for triples. So it worked out nice. That bar is rated for over a thousand pounds. I've used it. Um, I have one in the Sanctorium of Strength. Great bar. We bought six of them. So if you're looking for an inexpensive specialty bar that you can squat and bench with, um, you know, the I'm definitely into the uh, Titan Fitness Yukon bar. Okay. Another thing I'm really into lately is tempo training. Uh, recently, I have uh, you know been running the Matt Wenning power building cycle uh, in my own training. I'm kind of getting to the tail end of the, the last wave here of it as I record this. But this cycle taught me a ton of things. And, I, and I've always kind of heard about it and thought about it. Uh, but in this power building cycle, uh, Matt really included a lot of tempo training. And if you're interested in that, you know, visit winningstrength.com and, and check out Matt Winning's power building manual or any of, uh, of his manuals. I have purchased many of them and uh, have learned a lot from all of them, uh, but he talks a lot about tempo training and having it when forcing the kids to slow down and control reps um, from the warmup to the main lift to accessories, doing tempo training forces them to control the weight. We all see it, right? Especially with something like the squat is the easiest example to see, right? Kids just want to drop their body weight down fast to the ground and they have no idea where their where their knees are. How are they controlling themselves, etc.? Right? Tempo training forces them to slow down. All right, we're getting ready this cycle because I'm running so much of a lot of this, um, you know, a lot of this stuff that I've learned from the power building cycle. We're currently running it with our athletes. Teaching a kid, you want to you want to teach good squat form. Force a kid to make the weight light enough and control an eccentric for five seconds on the way down. Even doing it in your speed work, five seconds on the way down, pause on a box, fast up. uh, They they have much more awareness of where their knees are. Controlling a bench, forcing them to squeeze and control that bench all the way down. Not only does it help them to learn technique, but those isometric contractions or the the slower contractions of the slower eccentric helps them to understand and, and learn and feel what proper technique looks like our our technique for a majority of our kids was pretty pretty good i'm not i'm not going to say it was perfect because it's not somebody could come into our weight room and still to this day and probably find uh something you know that is not quite right with with a student athlete and you know we work to get better every day but um, large large percentages of our kids their technique has increased their, their ability to execute proper technique has increased tremendously from doing things like slow tempo sets and we're going to do more of them and if you're saying to yourself hey slow eccentrics right they're they're going to make us sore they're going I'm going to tell you slow eccentrics under light loads lighter loads cuz you have to make it lighter if you're going to control it haven't haven't seen that with uh, with the kids as much. They're able to they handle it pretty well. You do slow eccentrics with a, um, a moderate am- amount of overall volume and workload. Like it's not it's not going to destroy them. So I highly recommend it if you're just starting training with your with your kids. Uh, you know, shout out to Coach Jari Brown. Uh, we had a, a good conversation uh, this past week talking a little bit about conjugate. You know, Jari is the Head football coach and, and running uh, the strength and conditioning program over at Wayne Memorial High School in in Wayne County, Michigan. Um, you know we had a good good conversation um, on uh, last week talking about it. Like if you're just starting things out, like Jari is, he's just you know just starting to implement the system, the conjugate system with his kids. Start them with some slow tempos. Force them to. Put themselves in the proper positions and be aware of that. It's great. It's great. We're we're doing we're throwing stuff at at these kids now where they're they're doing you know eight sets of three speed work you know punching fast and then okay hey now we're gonna do two sets of uh, three three tempo as many as many reps as we can get at three three tempo, just controlling movement, right? Using forcing them to use the correct muscles. That we want them to use because they're able to slow down and actually understand that they're using those muscles. We're getting a ton of good, great work out of it. So if you're not doing tempo training, uh, I highly suggest it. You want to learn more about it, reach out to me and uh, I'll be glad to share everything I know. I don't know at all, um, but I'll be glad to share uh, anything that I may have learned with anyone that wants to reach out. Um, and the last thing I got before we pause for a quick break and then get into my top five audiobooks and bring the show in for a landing is chaotic setups. This is another thing that I've learned from Matt Wenning. Uh, a lot of us, one of, the, one of the cheapest things, one of the cheapest ways we could add variation to our training is to purchase bands. Okay, uh, Micro bands, mini bands, light bands, you're going to get the most use out of uh, at least in my opinion with my population or our population here at Dexter High School uh, we get the most use out of Micros minis and lights and these things don't last forever So getting a plan down and, and purchasing them in a little bit bigger quantities uh, And having a stock in your weight room is a great idea in my opinion We just took advantage of elite FTS is 20% uh, percent off sale on bands and uh, got some more, more bands to, to stock our, our supply so that we have them uh, because they do wear out. Um, when bands wear out a little bit more for us, we don't throw them away. We try to keep them and use them for things that they're good for. But having uh, good bands available uh, is always going to be helpful to add variation to your training. And one way that we do it, and again, learn this from Matt Winning, is chaotic setups. So hanging weight from the end of a barbell um, Based on by hanging it off of bands Okay, so we might take a a barbell uh, Bench press, you know straight bar bench press and instead of adding weight plates to the bar uh, We take those weight plates and quad bands through them and hang them off the ends of the bar this creates a very unstable environment when that bar comes out right those weight plates are going to swing around as you're doing reps those weight plates are going to stretch the band right and cause them to move all around you talk about building stability in an athlete chaotic setups in my opinion are, are a great way to do it okay and to be honest with you it's a great way and i keep using the word great i gotta stop doing that getting better at this stuff folks i'm getting better at this broadcasting thing i hope i am let me know if if you think i am let me know if you don't think i am just keep waiting (laughs) i'm trying um it's a great way to add uh, a, a different environment to the kids without putting more weight on them you know when you can when you can squat 315 you know for a max single you might you might barely be able to do 135 with hanging plates because those plates are going to move all around so it takes the weight off of the athlete it forces them to stabilize through the entire movement and changes the environment it's a it's a great way to vary, and it doesn't um, require an ex, you know expensive different bar. Um, it just it adds another variation in, and and I love it. I love I love chaotic setups. We're running it right now. Um, we'll do it in warm ups where the kids will just literally feed the band through a weight plate or a, a kettlebell handle and hang on to it, hang on to the bands and pr- press it like they're doing a dumbbell press. It, it works great. It bounces all around, moves all around. They got to really keep those stabilizer muscles contracted and tight. Uh, and again, it, it gives them feedback. If something is not right, they feel it because the weight moves and they feel themselves shifting into a spot where they don't belong. Because you can't just overpower it because it's, it's a dynamic thing. It moves all around. So chaotic setups are great. Uh, we, we use them on squats. We use them uh, on bench press for you know max effort movements. As I said, we use them in warm ups, accessories, shrugs with bands are great. Farmers walks with band, hanging on to bands with weights attached to the end, great. Again, it just changes up the environment so much, and it's just another way to use bands in my opinion the most versatile tool there is to adding variation to your training bands uh through the chaotic method chaotic setup uh, i even took the chaotic setup and applied it my wife uh you know katie was on a few weeks ago with uh, brother steve and dana my wife has a uh, training group that that comes and trains in the Sanctuary of strength at our house you know shout out to sandy and sarah lintas uh, they get out there and uh, and train with my wife Katie, and you know they're not they're they're learning how to how to train. Right? Uh, they're in very different uh, spots in life. Sarah is a 22 year old kid, um, has had some some back issues and surgeries that we have to work around. Um, Sandy is getting towards the end of her teaching career, and. Um, She's somebody that has had some knee issues that we're trying to help uh, strengthen her uh, the the muscles supporting her knee and keep her from having to have a knee replacement for a little bit longer in life. Uh, you know, Katie is somebody that suffers a lot of back pain from time to time. So we train these these three, you know, in the Sanctorium strength. And they, too, use a lot of the same things in this method. The same way I'm training the kids that come into the building, uh, with the same outline structure is there for myself, you know, someone that's going to compete in powerlifting, and for you know people like Katie, Sarah, and Sandy that are trying to just be stronger for a healthier life that is the thing with the conjugate method is it makes a stronger human being when done correctly Uh, we actually did max effort training with them last night and they squatted and did uh five we started started out doing fives and then shifted because they're they're not quite to a full-size bar yet uh, they, they use a 25 pound uh, mini bar, which is an, another good purchase we could talk about for your, your kids that, and folks that aren't as strong. They use a, a mini bar, and we did hanging plates. And it was literally, we hung two and a half pound plates from each side, and it created a different stimulus. It created an environment where they could feel themselves getting out of position and they had to stay tight. It was great. It uh, works really good. Uh, For helping people, just giving people variants. Instead of having them go in all the time and squat with a straight bar, straight weight, we change it up. And again, it's using bands and plates. Something that's not too expensive to uh, jump into. I mean, because that's one thing people talk about a lot when they first hear about conjugate is I don't have the equipment. Can't afford the equipment. Can't make any money. You could do a bunch of different things with a straight bar by itself. Changing. All, all kinds of stuff up. Highly recommend you check out Dave Tate's article, 250 variations with one bar. Uh, if you're somebody that's uh, opposed to the conjugate method because of the lack of equipment, and then you throw bands into that scenario, now your variations just blew up a bunch more. Um, so there's a lot of you know things... That you can do to mix up your training Make it fun, make it different And build an overall stronger Human being because really folks Isn't that what we're all trying to do Regardless of our goal Build a more stronger More durable individual For us When our coaches come talk to me About getting their kids involved in our strength program Our goal is to build A stronger, more durable, and more confident Human being for them to turn into Great athletes in their sport I, to me I don't think they can ask for much more than that From a strength program So those are some things you know, Some cool things that I'm, I'm into lately um, If you want to Talk more about that Any of those things you know, Or you got something cool that you're into Along these lines Hit me up at Iron Drip Pod So folks we'll take uh, one more break And we'll be back with my top five Audiobooks That I highly recommend you check out
1: Hey, thank you for listening. This is C.T. Chatham, former head football coach at Newburgh Free Academy. And you're listening to the Iron Red Podcast. Hey, go Goldbacks. Be Kingston. All
0: right, and we're back for our final segment of the show today before we get to our weight room song of the week, of course. And that is uh, my top five audio books. I love, love audiobooks, Use them quite frequently. Great for people that are active and on the go to be able to consume books. Or if you're somebody like me, I sit down to read and I tend to fall asleep. If I get in a comfortable chair, I am done. Uh, so I really like Audible and audiobooks. You can get uh, audiobooks from other places other than Audible. Um, some libraries, if you have a library card and subscription, uh, you can get audiobooks for free through them. I choose to use Audible. I've used it. I've been an Audible member since like 2015, or even earlier than that. I think. I think like 2013, I started with Audible. So these are just top five, my top five books. I've used a lot of these. All of these books, I have gone back to multiple times uh, for more things. And a lot of these kind of help you, um, you know, be a better person. You know, I'm, I'm big on on that, trying to find ways to make myself better and to be better. And uh, these these books all all really help with that. Okay, uh, The first one I have for you is called, it's one of two from this author. Uh, it's called The 10X Rule by Mr. Grant Cardone. Now, Grant Cardone also narrates this book, which is great because he wrote the book and he is the person that is reading it to you. Okay? A little bit about... Uh, the 10x rule, right? It talks about there a little bit. I'll just read you a little bit of the summary, right? Extreme success by definition lies beyond the realm of normal action. If you want to achieve extreme success, you can't operate like everyone else or settle for mediocrity. You need to remove luck and chance from your business equation. This book is kind of a business oriented uh, thought pro- thought pattern. Um, but it really, I've I've made so many, Applications of this to my life, even uh, as a strength coach, and what I'm trying to do with the Iron Dread program and lock in massive success. The 10x rule shows you how. Okay, 10x rule is all about massive action, right? Getting things done. You know, why want one of something when you uh, could get 10 by multiplying things by 10. In this book, right, they talk about in the in the summary that it teaches how to reach goals that we previously thought were impossible, um, to set our how to set good goals, how to get uh, unprecedented levels of happiness in your life, um, use fear of failure as fuel to motivate you and push you forward, um, get everything you've ever want and have to not settle for things in life and to dominate your competition and become a role model for success. Um, those are the things that the the author cites in the um, kind of description that you should get from this book. Um, what I what I took from it without giving uh, all the stuff away, there's a lot of different tools and, and little things that Grant gives you in this. Uh, it, it just talked about his idea of massive action. I'm huge on the, on, on that, and that's something that if I find myself... You know, needing to remember kind of what got me to where I am. Right? It was, it was, you know, the 10x rule, doing things, uh, you know, just not waiting for the perfect time to do something, but promising it, getting it, getting it out there, and working towards it and figuring it out. And uh, again, I've applied this in in life here to get us, you know, new equipment in the weight room to accomplish personal goals. Like just start working towards it right? if you know i ever share my story like i was i was trying to get here where i am now uh, you know six years ago when i was working in north carolina right? making making calls to try and and get an opportunity to be where i am today and that all you know that all started and stemmed from uh the 10x rule Number four on my list of my top five audiobooks is one language, language warning. is a book by Mr. Mark Mason called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Uh, a Counterintuitive Approach to Living a Good Life. Uh, it sounds like a crazy, crazy title. Um, and because it, it kind of is, because we don't think um you know I don't think something like that would be something that would help you in life like you're going to stop caring about things um but that's not uh really kind of the, the premise of this one um you know Mason Mark Mason the the author here uh he kind of makes some uh parallels within this book about you know the being real in things uh choosing you can only he he calls it you you only have so many fucks to give again i'm sorry for the language i'll put the explicit content on this but that's how he puts it um you only have so much to care about so making sure that the things that you care about are being pushed towards accomplishing what you want to accomplish and sometimes like (laughs) doing things like that he's ever he uses the parallel and I'm I'm trying to paraphrase and not give away the you know the whole book here. Um things aren't going to be positive all the time. Okay? There's going to be bad things that happen. And sometimes people get so wrapped up in those bad things or the fear of those bad things happening, the fear of failure uh that they never accomplish anything so by not allowing yourself to have that and choosing what you put your energy into it can allow you to uh move forward and and accomplish things Uh, i know that i've i've gone to this many times you know you get frustrated because you know, things aren't going quite the way you want them to at your job. Or, you know, for me, it, things might not be going the way that I envision them and I see them with the strength program. You know, but there's only so much I can control and so much I can care about. So, focusing my energy into the things that uh, I can control and I can care about uh, that are going to make my situation better and not getting caught up um, on the bad things that happen. Um, you know, it's it's a good it's a, it's a good book um, talks about like that. Sometimes you're going to lose in life. Uh, sometimes, you know, things are, are going to go wrong. Um, it, it's it, there's so many different things. And again, I don't want to give the whole book away. But Mark Mason's uh, Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck Um it, 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 will, it will not only entertain you, um, but it will also kind of give you a different look at, at life and, and help you to kind of channel your focus onto the things that really, truly matter and help you work through the tough times when they present themselves. So number three on my list of top five audiobooks is Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. Uh, this, this book was, you know, highly touted. Many, many people have, uh, I've seen have, have read this book and listened to this audiobook. book. Uh, the cool part about this, again, much like Grant Cardone, is Jocko and Leif read the book and narrate the book. Uh, Jocko Willink and Leif Babin were two highly decorated Navy SEALs uh, that fought in many different special operations in uh, the Iraq War. Um, they talk about how a lot of the leadership lessons that they took from combat scenarios, how they could be applied to life and to working within teams. Okay, uh, these guys go around and they, you know, they they train people to be better leaders, and the different lessons that they go through and the different um, tactics that they use to promote leadership. Um, it's it's a great great book for anybody that is a leader in any sort of capacity, whether in your in your family, in your uh, you know strength program, in your football team. Um, the you know you can apply these leadership lessons to any situation. Okay, they are <laughs> they they're they're Navy SEALs, right? So they're they're straightforward to the point and then they put this stuff out there and they expect you you know they they don't they don't kind of take any excuses i guess from it like there are there is always a way and one of the big things is that they talk about is accountability and extreme ownership like that, the title of the book stems from right the fact that they you as a leader if something is happening in your team that is a failure or not what you want it to be it is your fault and that's a tough thing sometimes that we have to kind of own that and then build from there so if something's not going the way i wanted to in our strength program I have to accept the fact that it is my responsibility to change that if I can, or remove it from the situation if it's going to be detrimental to it. So extreme ownership, great book, talking about all kinds of different lessons, leading up the chain of command, uh, cover and move. They're all just quality, quality book for a leader, or people that want to be leaders. number two on this countdown of my top five audiobooks is our second book from mr grant cardone when i was when i was trying to get to where i wanted wanted to be and and get opportunity right? grant cardone was somebody that I, I, all these books were, were resources that helped to motivate me and give me kind of guidance into what to do but grant I've listened to every audio book he's put out. And this one, number two here on the list, is the first book from Grant that I ever listened to. And it was his book called Be Obsessed or Be Average. And what he talks about there, again, he narrates the book just like 10X Rule. He narrates the book. He talks about the fact that if you want to be great at something, you have to be obsessed. In a world that we live in where people are kind of half-hearted with things all the time, obsession is what makes the great come out in folks, what pushes you to do the things that you need to do to accomplish the things that you want to accomplish. All great people in any aspect of life are obsessed. And people and he talks about how some people think that, that that's a bad thing well he he says no be obsessed right go and chase the things that you want to accomplish be obsessed with it but in that same way he talks about hey you know be but be obsessed in your life with all the good things in in your life so the the guy that is obsessed with his job but does not you know, do the same for his family, or shuts out his his family because of that. He talks about that kind of stuff too. And in fact, you know, be obsessed in your relationships with other people. Be obsessed in what you're trying to accomplish. Build all these things to have a greater life. And it it, it the book you know helps you kind of think about what are the things that you should be obsessed about um, in your life. What motivates you? What what brings Uh, what makes you want to get up and work and, and take that, uh, you know, that extra step that most people, the average are not willing to do. Um, you know, there's, (laughs) there are so many great things in here, right? Goal, you know, talking about setting crazy goals and reaching them and doing the things that we need to do. Um, you know, when you're going to have haters and you're going to have people that doubt you, Great. Uh, and if you're a strength coach out there, you've lived this, right? You're trying to implement some sort of program that you believe because you've done the research. You believe is what's best for your kids, and then you get those people that want to want to doubt you, want to question your methods. And you know, Grant says, "Good, right? Good. Have some haters." Uh, he he says he he can't ever have enough haters. Right? You know, keep hating on them because it it helps fuel them, and that that's something that you know, we try to do in life. Like you know, when I have people that want to question what we do, even though we have a proven track record of doing great things for our kids in our strength program, yeah, you know, we still have those that want to question us. Yeah, I, I say, good, good. And most of the time it's because they're making their own assumptions without being informed. But if you truly do the things that you believe and you provide a good service to people, uh, eventually, all those haters and naysayers will either go away or jump on board. But they're always going to be there. And Grant talks about that and Being Obsessed and Be Average. Quality book. And that's why it's number two on my list of top five audiobooks. All right. And number one, the number one book and my top five favorite audiobooks that I'm sharing with all of you today is can't hurt me by mr david goggins now david goggins was another navy seal uh he was the first man and the only man in history to complete elite armed forces training as a navy seal an army ranger and an air force tactical air controller okay. he has done all kinds of crazy things in his life um in this book he kind of tells his story where he grew up in an abusive home, uh got away from abusive home and had issues uh dealing with race as an African American man uh, that he had to fight through. Um learning disability you name it. David Goggins has gone through the ringer uh in his life and you know, he has become a one of the most decorated men in the military accomplishing all the different things that he's done it, and he talks throughout this book he he tells his story and then gives you a kind of different things to think about and work on uh as you go different little tools of you know the trade to help you um uh, be you know he he says stay hard you know doing the things the difficult things not settling for things uh, that are the most comfortable or the path of least resistance and and he comes to uh, at uh, to that from a point of somebody that you know he took the path of least resistance he he quit things he he cheated his way through school um, you know, he he's done a lot of a lot of things that you know that he 's saying now that he's had to program himself to do um, and he you know he 's accomplished. He's a world record holder for the most pull-ups in a 24-hour period, over 4,000 pull-ups. Only guy to ever go through Navy SEAL's um, hell week three times. After he went through it three times, they made it a rule that you can't go through it three times anymore. Uh, Just a a crazy, crazy story that when you listen to it, again, his audio book, there, there's another narrator that, that reads a majority of it. But then at the end of each chapter, David provides commentary on it. Uh, You know, this book will, will make you feel some emotions um, and will teach you some things that can really help you to uh, better yourself and better your life. Uh, I know there's, there's times every one of these books I go back to, because sometimes we do lose some of these, um, some of these lessons that we learn from books. And, you know, for me, I, I go back, I listen to uh, an audio book again and again and again. I, I've been through this specific one. Can't hurt me. I've been through it probably seven or eight times. Um, and each time uh, I listen to it, I kind of retain a little bit more uh, from it. it. It's. um. You know, the, the, he's going to give you tools uh, well, Off the top of my head I can think of you know, callousing your mind Doing things every day that, that help to callous your mind And block out those thoughts Of things that you don't want to do And don't want to accomplish Or, or, or don't feel like doing right? we, all, we all struggle with this right? We wanna, we, you know, some days we just don't feel like training Well We still got to train Because it's what we do And if we're, you know, we're a strength coach, you know, doing the things that we have to do. So then our kids can follow us. Um, There's there's many, many different lessons. And again, I'm trying to not not give away uh, all the stuff in these books. It's I hope that you uh, take uh, take up my suggestions on these and check these books out because I love them all i've listened to all of them multiple times a lot of all of them are in print format as well i suggest audio Uh, for me if you're not an audio person check out the print versions uh, as well here and i I hope you enjoyed this list and if you've listened to any of these books before or if after listening to this show you check out one of these books uh, let me know tag tag me at iron dread pod and let us know that you heard about these books here on the show. And either you've already listened to them or read them and enjoyed them and, uh, or you heard about them on the show and then you went and, and checked them out. Let us know uh, about it. We'll give you a shout out on the show that you enjoyed uh, learning about these books and, and you checked them out. If anybody has a book that they think would fit well on this list and has a recommendation for me, hit me up on uh, at Pod as well and, le- and let me know because I'm always looking for Uh, new audio books to check out that are going to help me to be better um, and help me improve. So uh, let me know. Let me know. I got got one credit sitting in my Audible account right now just waiting to find what the next book is going to be that I'm going to check out. So, folks, we'll pause one more time for a quick break, and we'll be back to wrap up the show with this week's Weight Room Song of the Week, presented, as always, by Crank It Up DJ Service and Line Dance Instruction.
1: This is Zach Bagby, Wu-Tang Enthusiast, and you're listening to the Iron Dread Podcast.
0: The Iron Dread Podcast is brought to you in part by Crank It Up DJ Service and Line Dance Instruction. Available for all your DJ and line dance needs. Please visit crankitupdjdancing.com for booking information.
1: So crank it up!
0: Thanks for listening. This is Matt Hall, CPA from Kingston, New York. You're listening to Iron Dread Podcast with Chris Whitaker. Ah, yes. It's time for everybody's favorite segment of the Iron Dread podcast, How We End Every Episode. And that, of course, is your Iron Dread weight room song of the week. Now, this week, it's just yours truly. So I I guess it's up to me to pick a quality song to add to the Iron Dread weight room song of the week playlist. And this is tough because we could go so many different directions. I love so many different types of music. So many different types of music get me fired up uh, and would fit great on this playlist. Before I announce my choice, I just wanna remind you, you can find this playlist on Spotify. Just go on Spotify and search Iron Dread, Wait room, a weight room, song of the week playlist. And you'll be able to look up this song and every song on your Iron Dread Weight Room Song of the Week playlist. So, this week's Weight Room Song of the Week is from a man that I've seen in concert. I love him. He brings a rock and roll edge to country music. And he's a great live show. He sings about things that you can tell mean something. And to me, all good music makes you feel something and you believe in what the artist is saying and that of course is the man mr eric freaking church and his song stick that in your country song a song about putting real life real things that people are going through putting them into songs and country is a genre that at one time were, was the songs and the stories of what people were really going through. In my opinion, country music has swayed far from those things into more about you know, drinking and partying and becoming more like pop music. But not Eric Church. He sings things, he sings about things that make you feel something and about real life. Stick that in your country song. Crank it up. Take me on up to
1: Detroit City Jails are full, the factory's empty Mama's crying, young boy's dying Under that red, white, and blue still flying Drop me off in Baltimore Where every other winner's got a plywood board Where dreams become, drugs and guns The only way out is to shoot or Stick out in your country song, yeah Take that one to number one and yeah. get the whole world singing along, yeah. Stick that in your country song, yeah. oh. sing about the man coming back from war, a uh, 23 going on 54. He lost a friend inside his hand, baby girl. He'll never see again. Stick that in your country song, yeah. Take that one to number one, yeah. Get the whole world singing along, man. Stick that in your country song, yeah. My pride, fist up high. I wanna feel the rush, I wanna feel a lie. Come on, I wanna pound the dash, stomp the gas, drive to
0: you have it folks this week's weight room song of the week presented as always by Crank It up dj service and line dance instruction the man mr eric freaking church and his hit stick that in your country song find that song and every song on our iron dread weight room song of the week playlist just look for it in the show notes and on spotify so folks before i let you go I want to thank you for listening to this episode. Please give us a follow on social media. Uh, if you like the podcast, share it with a friend. As Pat McAfee would say, a podcast that I enjoy. If you don't like it, tell no one. <laughs> um, and you know, give us a follow on social media. Share the podcast. If you're enjoying yourself, Apple users, if you feel we earned a, a five-star rating, give us a five-star rating and uh, review. Appreciate you enjoying the show. We'll be back next week for episode 58. I'm Chris Whitaker. But before I go, remember strength is never a weakness. Tough people always win. Around here, we're becoming dread stronger. I'm signing off.
1: Peace.